Thank you, Reggie. And uh, we're back at it again. It's the Chunk Podcast, and we are back to break down week three in the NFL and uh, and maybe even talk about a little week. Wait, wait. Would I say week three? Yeah, you're off a little bit. I'm obviously a little intoxicated. Week four in the <laughs> NFL, and then we're going to go into week five uh, and give a little baby preview of the games coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of wild stuff going on last week, especially in fantasy land. And if you had anybody in the Vikings and Ram, Rams game on Thursday night, uh, you well, anybody except for Dalvin Cook because I started him and uh, it, it didn't go very well for me. But anybody besides Dalvin Cook and you started him in this game, you were feeling pretty good about the way this one turned out. The Rams beat the Vikings 38-31. Uh, what, do you, what are you guys' thoughts on this one? This is not surprising to me. I think that the Rams um, are easily the best team in football right now, and I think that we're going to continue to see them dominate pretty much everybody for the rest of the season. I thought it was pretty crazy. I mean, I thought the Rams' defense would be a little bit better. I mean, everyone's throwing for like 500 yards nowadays, so, I mean, kind of it's getting crazy. Yeah, well, Kirk, I mean, both, both quarterbacks in this game, Kirk Cousins and uh, Jared Goff, both threw for over 400 yards. And three touchdowns. Uh, Jared Goff had five touchdowns. Uh, that was a pretty – I don't know who was up up against him in our league this week, but I'm pretty sure they got crushed by just Jared Goff uh, themselves. I will give J.J. credit, though, because he did face off uh, against Cooper Cup, who went for 162 <laughs> and two touchdowns during this game. And I, I, I thought you were already done this week. And then you wound up actually coming back and smashing her completely. Um, your team had a very nice week this week, so – you kind of course corrected. Yeah, especially uh, it, it's especially impressive given that I started Ryan Fitzpatrick for three points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you almost broke two hundred points. Yeah, how many points did Cooper Cup have? Like forty? Oh, he had yeah yeah, yeah. thirty seven. Yeah, dude went off and uh, just because of the long touchdowns, I mean, it, unbelievable. And it's it seems like any wide receiver in this offense, all all three wide receivers went over hundred yards in a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. And even Gurley had 73 yards receiving and a touchdown. But Todd Gurley is another another beast in and of itself. But it was a wild game on Thursday night, and I was upset that the only – I had the one player in this game starting that, that you know, granted I, I did it against the bet, my better judgment even because he was on a snap count. But Dalvin Cook was in this game, and I, I couldn't resist the opportunity of having a player involved on Thursday night. I got to stop doing that. It's like it, it always comes back to bite me when there's, it's Thursday night, and I'm like – should I just put this player in, you know, make it a little more interesting for me? Because it wasn't interesting for me at all. Well, I I mean, it's it's obvious when you look at the stats that the run game is one of the big differences between these two teams. Um, maybe the Vikings want to give up some trade capital, grab Le'Veon, give themselves a nice piece uh, to try and get into the playoffs. No, I don't think they definitely do not need Le'Veon Bell. To me, Dalvin Cook is 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 very talented and, and talented enough to be the main guy there. It's just he's dealing with the hamstring issue. They were easing him back in, and it got to the point where running the football made no sense just the way that the, the, they were passing it. It was just unbelievable. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the norm for them moving forward, but the Rams did beat the Vikings. And uh, I think we can now transition over to Sunday's action, which was much less exciting compared to what happened on Thursday night. But we'll, we'll lead off with the Texans taking on the Colts. Uh, Texans wound up beating the Colts 37-34. to This one was another shootout. I don't know what it is about, about this year in fantasy football and the NFL in general, but passing is on the rise. It seems like just 400-yard games, 350-plus-yard games, you know, are just – 
the norm now. I'm kind of regretting going running back heavy in in our league, trading everything I have, and now I'm like in shambles at wide receiver. But I do have I do have four decent running backs. But now I'm like now I'm like trying to scrape scrape my way back into the wide receiver field due to how the passing yards are going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like the the wide receivers now in fantasy are the guys need because those are the guys who are scoring. It's like everyone's throwing fifty passes a game, but throwing touchdowns. Like the running back is pretty much unless he's like elite. Like you need like three, four good. I I guess I just wonder. Um, are run is running the ball really? Of course, the the rules are designed so that you know the more exciting thing passing happens. But I just you look around the league and there just aren't very many teams that have a great run game, and those that do are the ones obviously that you know get the edge when it comes to you know who's going to win football games. You look at the Colts. You know, Andrew Luck passed for 450 yards and four touchdowns, which is insane. But they're they're rushing. He was the second rusher on his team with 11 yards. <laughs> and yeah, the leading rusher was Jordan Wilkins with 16. Yeah, not, like how how can you win football games if you don't have a rushing attack? Yeah, I I wound up drafting Marlon Mack because I do think he's the best. He's the most talented overall running back on that team. However, he is he's now. I mean, he's been dealing with an injury all season. He hasn't even really played. Um, so Colts running backs are all butt cheeks anyway. I don't think fantasy wise they're really gonna matter. Uh, to be fair though, Naheem Hines is a good receiving back, and I think he's gonna get a lot of work um, this Thursday with T.Y. Hilton out because I think I don't T.Y. Hilton. I don't think is gonna play. He did get hurt in this game, um, but and on a short week, I don't see him playing this week against the Patriots. So, um, but moving on, we go on to the Green Bay Packers versus the apparently the world beater Buffalo Bills, coming off their best game. Probably in the last couple of years, uh, when they just just annihilated the Minnesota Vikings last week, but they did come back to earth by scoring a whopping zero points against the Green Bay Packers, uh, and they're losing this game twenty-two to zero. Jeez, I didn't know they got shot. <laughs> yeah, it's the first <laughs> time at Lambeau in so many years. That's ridiculous. How do they go from beating the Vikings one week to getting shut out the next week? Well, it's the it's the your future world champion Green Bay Packers. Am I right, guys? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, no, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is moving around a lot better. I'll give him credit. Uh, I, I mean, he's my quarterback in in fantasy too, which I, 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 it's never happened in the history of my fa- in playing fantasy football is me getting Aaron Rodgers. So now I have him. Of course, in the first game, he'll he'll obliterate his leg, but he is <laughs> he is coming back to normal. He's moving around a lot better, and he was the second leading rusher on this team. And I will say, Aaron Jones. If Mike McCarthy doesn't give Aaron Jones 20 carries a game, I'm going to throw up. But he's just so obsessed with that that running back by committee. And now there's three of them with, with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Ty Montgomery. It's making me sick. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, we talked about Aaron Jones last week, and I said I wasn't impressed. But, you know, color me impressed. 65 yards, a touchdown, six yards per you know per carry. You can't really uh, ask for much more from a back. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw Aaron Rodgers. He was like, they asked him about the offense. He was like, oh, yeah, we had terrible play calling. Should have put up like 600 yards against the Bills. And he was like talking crap about the coach pretty much. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the coach the coach, and on them too. I mean, they, there were a lot of blown opportunities. And granted, when you're up by so much and you realize how bad the other team is, you're probably taking some you, – you, I don't know, the pressure's a little off, so you're kind of not – you're not playing as sharply as you normally would. But moving forward, I expect this offense to pick up the pace – 
I mean, it, it's hard to knock them too much for winning 22 to nothing, but they were playing the Buffalo Bills, who are who we thought they were. I mean, last week was a fluke. A lot of Buffalo Bills fans were coming in and, and, and talking like this was a changing of the tide and like they were going to have a good season. This should put them back in their place um, moving forward, definitely. I'm sorry, Bills fans. You're going to be battling the Jets and the Giants for the number one overall pick uh, next to maybe the uh, Raiders and Browns. Yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, definitely the Bills, to me, are the worst team in the, in the league. Um, but moving on now, some, it's magic in, in, the, in the form of Fitz magic has officially ended. Uh, the Chicago Bears obliterate the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 48-10. to 10. And I don't know if they're pinning it on Ryan Fitzpatrick because, to me, he, he did make one mistake with an interception. But at, at, coming out of halftime, they put Jameis Winston back in. And to me, that was the worst thing they could have done because Ryan Fitzpatrick, the whole team was gelling. And to blame Ryan Fitzpatrick and try to try to think that Jameis Winston is going to change the future for them, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. This is The Buccaneers are another team. They don't have a running game. The, their lead rusher, Ronald Jones, rushed 10 times for 29 yards. You're not going to win football games if you don't have dudes who can run for more than 30 yards. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, a 2.9 yards per carry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe they took out the Fitz magic. They, they, they didn't believe in it after four 400-yard games. How could you not let him have a shot? Yeah. How do you I, bring in Jameis, who's notorious for throwing mad interceptions. I thought it was a good one to bring Jameis. Like, you already lost the game, and you know you're going to bring in Jameis after the bye. So you but might as well let him announced... in and get, some, and get some reps, you know? They just announced he's going to be the starter. I, yeah. I don't get it. To me, the whole offense has taken a hit with Jameis Winston at, at quarterback. He's not spectacular, and he's not like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, granted, I, overall probably isn't the better quarterback, but he's willing to take more chances, and I think the team in general actually likes him more because, to me, the whole atmosphere of that team was, you know, they, they were laying it all on the line for him, and, and everybody was doing it for each other, and it just seems when Winston's in, it just everybody just kind of like, I don't know, it's it just like a wet fart, you know, they, just, they don't even really care. Oh, yeah. It, it's just well, sad he- to watch. And on the other side, you got to give you got to give props to uh, the not wet fart Mitch Trubisky. Oh boy! You know, three hundred fifty yards and six touchdowns—disgusting. But I don't understand the NFL. Sometimes, like everyone's been saying, this dude's a bust. Through three weeks, he's like not as good as Mahomes or whatever, and then now he throws six touchdowns out of nowhere. Like, how does that happen? Don't don't read too much into this. This to me was the biggest fluke. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. I really don't. Six touchdowns, six smutchdowns. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh, I really don't think he's a good quarterback, honestly. And, and to be fair, I mean the Buccaneers' defense isn't exactly good. They've they've been in a lot of shootouts. Ryan Fitzpatrick has kind of thrown them them to a few victories this year. Uh, I just don't see this team. I, I don't. I don't see this performance by Mitch Trubisky carrying over throughout the season. This will be his absolutely the probably the best game of his career. Um, six touchdowns. Whoa! What six touchdowns? Three hundred fifty yards. I would you think, think that's the best. Seven at some point. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do much better than that. But I mean, yeah. I, I, and it's what's weird about this is they didn't really have a lot of other than Tariq Cohen. They didn't really have a lot of like fantasy relevant action. Uh, I mean, Trey Burton caught two balls. He had 86 yards and a I touchdown, know, but so only mad. two I balls. Was like, oh, Trubisky got six touchdowns. Burton must have went off. He had like two catches for a touchdown. Like just yeah. 15 points, but I was... even Allen Taylor, Robinson. Taylor Gabriel had a huge game. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel is the one getting the catches, and he was getting a lot of looks and catches throughout the season. So this, you know, this 
in this particular game, he did reap the rewards of this. But for Allen Robinson to be their big wide receiver signing and to only get two catches in, in a game where this dude throws for 350 and, and, and six touchdowns, it's, it's got to be kind of deflating for people like Nicky, who uh, drafted Allen Robinson and literally, they're not even, he's not even starting him anymore. Really? He, he had a good game two weeks ago, right? He had a bunch of yeah. Benches, he's had a, he's had a decent game, but I mean, I don't I don't foresee I I don't really want a piece of any of this offense. And honestly, if you drafted Jordan Howard, you got to be very disappointed oh with what's going on with Jordan Howard. Tariq Cohen, he outrushed him. He de- he was the leading receiver. They they love Tariq Cohen in this. And uh, moving forward, I would be very concerned if I was a Jordan Howard owner. Oh yeah, I have him in one of my other leagues, and he's. I'm trying to trade him so fast. Yeah, if you can get anything of value, sell Jordan Howard now. Uh, moving on to the uh, the uh, well, they were undefeated Miami Dolphins going into uh, Foxborough to face the New England Patriots. The Patriots uh, did Patriot things, and they wound up doing what they do every year, smashing the Miami Dolphins, 38 to seven, bringing the Dolphins back to earth. And uh, there's really not much good that came from the Dolphins in this game. Uh, they were just kind of mediocre all the way around. Uh, but one good thing, oh, not one good thing, one of the good things for the Patriots, uh, your boy, Reggie, uh, Sony Michel, kind of popped hey, off this find, game. He finally showed up. Took him a while. Well, I mean, as but a I rookie think- coming into his own, I mean, he, uh, no Burkhead. Uh, obviously, that, that little burden is gone. Uh, who did they have at the beginning of the season? Uh, the freaking Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Mike Hill. Jalesi. They had like five running backs. And yeah, they cut yeah, yeah, they cut him. Burkhead is on IR. James or Jeremy Hill towards ACL. So now it's like pretty much only Sony yeah. Michelle and James White. Sony Michelle is the last running back standing, and uh, James White <laughs> is technically a running back, but they use him everywhere on the field. Um, as you can see, he was their leading receiver, eight receptions, sixty-eight yards, and a touchdown, and still had forty-four yards and a touchdown on the ground. James White is like their do-it-all uh, running back, and it seems like every year. Other running backs get the hype, and then James White comes out, especially towards the end of the year. It winds up being their their best running back. But Sony Michelle is definitely their best actual running back. Like as far as running the ball on the ground, he looked really good out there. Okay, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Detroit Lions. The Cowboys pulled this one off, twenty six to twenty four, and got their second win of the season. It, I had no idea they had it in them. I didn't think they'd win two games all year. They looked like mm-hmm. butt cheeks. <laughs> but they did it, and I, I'm not entirely – oh, wait, I do know how. His name's Ezekiel Elliott, and he literally put the team on his back, though. He really did. Team on really his did. back, and, and Dak finally threw for more than 200 yards, like a miracle. I can't believe how bad Dak is, but like, he, I have him on fantasy, and I'm starting him. I don't know why. And I'll tell like, you why. The only <laughs> way he, he's like worth a start is if he has a rushing touchdown or, or some other like, crazy play because he just can't – he has no arm talent. Yeah, he really doesn't. Well, that's I mean, you you did go a little uh, cowboy heavy in this uh, in this particular matchup or in, in fantasy football season in general. You had Dak Prescott starting. You have your boy Ezekiel Elliott, which I'm happy for you. You took him number one overall. Uh, I had to. Yeah, I, I guess you had to. Uh, and you had, you also started Cole Beasley, so which is sadly enough their 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 <laughs> most prolific receiver. It's not, not like a horrible start. He'll give me like a solid seven a game. Yeah, I know, but for an NFL football team, for that to be your number one wide receiver, you are you are in sad. a difficult situation. It's really sad, and I doubt the Cowboys will have like a good season. We have no receivers. We literally have no tight end. Like we have like a construction guy for a tight end, and yeah. it's like yeah. 
And and Dak's not a good quarterback. Like he needs a solid team around to be good. But like we have no offense besides Zeke, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season. Yeah, I agree. And and last week's, uh, I mean, Sony Michelle ran for over 100 this year, got a touchdown. Last week, Carryon Johnson did it uh, for over 100 yards for the first time in 70 games for the Lions. He kind of came back down to earth. Granted, he only got nine carries. He still averaged six yards a carry. But how I don't understand how you only give this dude nine carries when you he, you saw what he did the week before. But he, he finished nine carries, 54, 55 yards, and he did get a touchdown, which the touchdown looked impressive. I don't know if you guys saw it. He was, like, running people over. It was sick. He, he trucked Jeff Heath, and Jeff Heath was like a pretty good defender on the Cowboys. Yeah, ran him over. Yeah, that was pretty mean. Yeah, they need to they need to do what the Patriots did and put Blunt in. You know, when they need him to punch it in for the third and short or for the touchdown, maybe carry on seems like uh, the first decent running back that they've gotten in a long time, and obviously Golden Tate. Uh, Kick some ass uh, this week with 132 yards and two, and two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's a beast. But I mean, it's, the Cowboys defense is good, so I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to yeah, win. Yeah. They're like a top five defense. But oh, okay, that's bold. That's a little bold. That's a little bold. But yeah, no, they, they look they okay. The it's because our offense has them feel like. All right, all right. We'll see how that looks moving forward. Obviously, I mean, the Cowboys, they looked you know dead in the water early in the season, but I think they, is this back to back wins for them? No, we lost our first, second. Oh, okay, third. okay. Still, two wins. You know, two. They're they're at five hundred right now. They're sitting pretty decently. They can just first in the division, off. tied. Yeah, first. that's shocking to me. Uh, another thing that might <laughs> shock you: the Cincinnati Bengals are three and one after taking down the Atlanta Falcons, thirty-seven to thirty-six. It was a close game. Uh, Andy Dalton was slinging it out there, three hundred thirty-seven yards, uh, three touchdowns. And uh, Tyler Boyd, dude, this dude is crushing it. Uh, another hundred-yard game, eleven receptions. It's like the dude's only—he's Dalton's only looking at Tyler Boyd out there, which is crazy because they have AJ Green, and they had Eifert for quarters. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And on the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan has been probably, if I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes in the top, I'd say top three quarterback fantasy football-wise all season long, Matt Ryan, and he just does it under the radar. Uh, 419 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and, and none of them to Julio Jones again. Uh, I, I just don't understand that dude is, like, flat-out allergic to the end zone. When they get near the end zone, the coaches just, like, never – they just they don't even bother trying to throw the ball to Julio Jones. It makes me sick. But Calvin Ridley got another two touchdowns, um, but but Julio Jones will got, got all the yards in between the end zones. It doesn't make any sense. And he got, like, a cheap like, – 60-yard catch at the end. Like a <laughs> I hell saw man. that. He caught I, it. It was nasty. Oh, I saw but that. He was, like, he was like 10 yards short of the end. You know what is interesting to me about the Falcons? They brought in Dan Quinn, who was supposed to be a defensive guru from the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, the, you know, they kicked a lot of butt up there. And then he comes to the Falcons, and uh, do they even have defensive players? I, I guess I just – They've let up so many points in the last few games that they really do deserve to be one and three, I think. Yeah. I know there's two two of their safeties that hurt in the first game. There's two starting safeties. Yeah, their defense is so bad that if you're a fantasy football player, you need to buy this offense because they're going to be slinging it all season long, uh, and, and, and it's working. I mean, it's not necessarily on the wins column, but the fantasy football column, Every, I mean, if you have a, a Falcons receiver, Ridley, Julio and I mean obviously Devonta Freeman's going to come back. I think he will take over as the 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 big dog there. Tevin Coleman 
is a fun stopgap, but everyone likes to think that he's an RB1 when, when Devonta Freeman's out. Then he comes out, has one halfway decent game, and then he fizzles out again. Like, he's not built to take on the load. I think Devonta Freeman's definitely the better running back there, and when he comes back, the offense will click even more. Uh, moving on to J.J.'s New York Jets. Put up a solid 12 points against the uh, Jaguars <laughs> defense. Uh, but Jaguars took this one 31-12. J.J., what did you see from this game? Uh, I see a head coach that needs to be fired. Ooh! Uh, look, you know, we did our preseason. I made the bold prediction that the Jets were going to be in the playoffs, sneak into the wild card spot. I did that solely based on the fact that we have a whole lot of talent on this team. More talent than we've had in a long time. And for some reason, our offensive play calling is horrible, and the game management is horrible. I, I, it, it, you can't blame Sam Darnold. He had 150 or 167 yards and a touchdown. He's running for his life. We don't have an offensive line, and it doesn't help when the only three plays that you run are screen, run down the middle, and then screen, and then punt, <laughs> and then punt. I, I just, I don't know. It, it's really depressing because I think that this team really does have a ton of talent. I mean, Sam Darnold's only 21 years old, so we'll have him for a long, long Hall of Fame career, uh, you know, many, many years. But Doubt for, for, 28, <laughs> for 2018, it makes me really sad. It is um, it is tough to go from Josh McCown, who was literally slinging it like crazy last year and, and made Robbie Anderson relevant, to now – they don't. I don't see a pass go farther than ten yards. I mean, it's like a Christmas yeah. miracle when that happens. I I think the only pass that has gone beyond ten yards was a touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. Yeah. And yeah. And I I just don't get it. Um, I don't know if they're afraid of of Darnold's accuracy long range, or is if Todd Bowles, the, like is he not scared for his job? Like he keeps doing that. I I have he no idea. Chuck it down the field. Try to get some yeah. wins. Dude, dude punted the ball with four minutes left, down by two scores. I, I just don't understand his mentality or his coaching style at all. I just don't get it. Yeah, but on the other side, the Jaguars are now 3-1. and one. Their defense is incredible. The one issue they're having on offense, I mean, other than hit or miss Blake Bortles, uh, Leonard Fournette came back. He's got he come, nursing a hamstring injury. He sat out last week. He came back this week played a, a decent half of football, and then uh, hurt himself again. So it looks like he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. T.J. Eldon's taken over, and, and granted, he looks good uh, ca- both catching and running the ball as a backup. But, I mean, it, it just sucks for Leonard Fournette and people who drafted him in fantasy that they're now dealing with this issue. So hopefully they had the handcuff of T.J. Yeldon. I can tell you that Kristen in our league does not have that handcuff. But – I mean, she she's she could definitely afford with those wide receivers probably in our league to to sit out a little bit. And, she's and deal with it. That's not fair. It's she's got like five top twenty wide receivers. It makes me want to puke. Uh, anyway, moving on. The Tennessee Titans continue to win games, and I don't think anyone knows exactly how. Uh, twenty six to twenty three, they they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Carson Wentz's second game back, he throws for three forty eight, two touchdowns. Zach Ertz uh, looks like one of the one of the only few competent tight ends in this league we keep it seems like we lose another one every single week but we just keep it, it is a barren wasteland out there for tight ends um and alshon jeffrey comes back 105 yards and a touchdown he looks awesome as well unfortunately it's not enough to take on marcus Mariota, who was absolutely slinging it and it looked like he was only slinging it to Corey davis this game of course the week after i trade Corey davis 
was it Alshon on your team too, Doyle? Yeah, yeah. Did he have Jeffrey? I was sitting on him a while, <laughs> but I made it. Listen, it, it was a series. I've, pro I've probably made like 10 trades in our league, and they've all been leading up to where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm happy with how what I did because if I sat on these guys, I mean, I had so many injured players, I wouldn't have gotten that one win that I've gotten this year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> it, I would have just been sitting here to this week. Granted, by the time everybody came back, I would have been at full force. It would have been nuts, but. Uh, I'm impatient, and uh, and that's just the way it is. I think it might be time to admit that maybe the Titans are are good. I I thought they were going to be decent any, anywhere. I think their defense is is pretty solid, and as long as Marcus Mariota is healthy, which he hasn't been the last few games, that's why I mean they they kind of looked pretty bad. Blaine Gabbert comes in, and, and obviously everything comes to a halt. But a healthy Marcus Mariota, this team is solid. Granted, Derrick Henry, if anybody drafted him in fantasy, what a turd. Uh, that dude is a plotter. <laughs> he really is. is. Like not good or what? Oh, What's dude. Deal? I, I, think, I think he was the backup to uh, uh, DeMarco Murray, right? DeMarco Murray had success. So when when uh, Derrick Henry came in and, like, spelled him, he hit a couple decent runs, and everyone's like, this dude's an RB1. When he comes in, he's going to be a legit fantasy stud. And it, people are now realizing he's a plotter. He's like Trent Richardson. You know what I mean? He's like... Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like big and fat. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't for call him fat. Standards. For NFL standards, yeah, he's not as graceful and quick on his feet as you'd like at a running back. And Deion Lewis, I think, is going to be the is going to have full control over this by by halfway through the season. Derrick Henry is going to be a nothing. So if you have anybody halfway interested in Derrick Henry in your fantasy football league, trade him for a kicker. Uh, just get rid of him. I think at this point, I, I, honestly, I don't think Derrick Henry's worth the crap. Uh, but moving on, the Oakland Raiders get their first win of the season in overtime against the Cleveland Browns, who apparently only play overtime football. Uh, but it, it was 45 to 42. This was a, what they what they say, a brown, a, a, what is it, a barn burner? That's what the kids say on the street? I think it's the way they're saying. Yes. Barn burner. I don't oh. know what that means. But. It means you're, oh. it, you're setting the barn on fire, man, with all your hot football play. But Baker Mayfield comes out, uh, throws for 295, two touchdowns, did throw two picks. Uh, and did not get his. Which, granted, I, I, there was one play in this game that made me kind of want to puke as a, as a football coach for the Cleveland Browns. They had a Carlos Hyde run. All they, they could have ran the clock out if they got the first down. They were given the first down on the field, reviewed it, and it literally was a like an inch or two short of the first down. They overturned it, made it fourth and fourth and like an inch. Right? They punt the ball back oh to the Raiders. God. With like a minute left, they could have ran the clock out had they gotten the first down. And if you have Carlos Hyde, just or even Baker Mayfield, just do a, you need an inch, an inch, and you win the game. Have some cojones and just get the inch and win the game. Instead, they punt it away. The Raiders score. They get the two point conversion. They force overtime, and the Browns wind up losing. I don't understand Classic it. Classic Browns. I don't understand. Classic it. Browns. You're the Browns. Like I don't understand. You you if you if you can get if you're that close to a win. You freaking go for it. I don't understand that. Plus, the the Browns, they got nothing to lose. Exactly. Oh. And, and, I mean, they had Nick Chubb go off 100 yards, two touchdowns. He had, like, three carries. Yeah, he, like had, <laughs> he had three carries, but the dude Which did pop insane. off. Which is insane. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. But, uh, and Carlos, Carlos Hyde, I think, has been a serviceable uh, fantasy option this oh, year. absolutely. Carlos Hyde's top 20, top maybe even top 15 running back right now. Uh, with the way Baker Mayfield can throw the ball, he threw the ball 41 times. Uh, I mean, they're only going to get better as the season goes on, and I do think their defense is good, despite the fact that they gave up 45 points. I I think the Raiders are butt cheeks, but I don't. They had a chance to win this game. It made me sick uh, to see it. Uh, but if anybody who started Derek Carr, first off, 
why. Second off, congratulations. <laughs> 437 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, pretty decent game for the Derek Carr man. Yep, Marshawn, Marshawn had 130 yards, which is always nice to see uh, Beast Mode getting it in. And uh, Amari Cooper out of nowhere, 128 yards yes. and a touchdown. Amari Cooper. Like, he wasn't alive last Yeah, Amari Cooper owners, listen, if you're listening to me, drop everything you're doing and send a trade for literally anybody else on a team right now. This is the time to sell because I promise you the next four weeks are going to be sub 40-yard games and no touchdowns. Bet. I guarantee it. So I'm just telling them right now, this is a public service announcement. If you own Amari Cooper Mm -hmm. and and you know somebody in your league that's only going to look at what they did last week, sell him right now for anything of value. You'll be glad you did. I promise. That's my public service announcement. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, Lynch is listening. Chunk, chunk PSA. Yeah, meanwhile, Lynch is listening like, what are you doing, man? Don't tell anybody. I was going to do that. He's hawking, <laughs> hawking Amari Cooper around to everybody. Uh, but uh, moving on, Seahawks t- uh, took, the, uh, took the win against the Cardinals. It was Josh Rosen's first game as a starting quarterback. He didn't play fantastically, but he didn't really make a lot of mistakes, which is all you can really ask for in this scenario. One thing that made me smile David Johnson is now got. They finally gave the man the ball. Uh, Twenty-two carries and three receptions um, for over a hundred all-purpose yards and a touchdown. It was a good game for David Johnson owners. And moving forward, I think you can feel a little a little better about owning David Johnson because it was like the panic button was being smashed hard after the first three weeks because of how bad this Cardinals offense looks. But I think with Josh Rosen as the season progresses, you're going to see them take a lot more chances and the offense will actually move the ball. However, if you're a Larry Fitzgerald owner, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry. Is he doing anything this year? No. He might have had his best game of the season this game with three catches for 28 yards. Like, I think this was his best game. Uh, Nicky did draft him, and he keeps starting him every week, and I feel so bad watching this, watching him come out. A a legend, Larry Legend coming out there and just putting up duds every week, and it's not his. Is he not playing well, or is oh he's, he's no he's perfectly fine. It's just they're having trouble getting him the ball uh, in 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 situations. First off, they need to get closer to the end zone to get him a touchdown. Uh, second off, just in general, when they throw him the ball, a lot of them they're off target. I, I watched a little bit of the game this weekend, and every time he got a target, it just it didn't seem he had to work hard for it. Which granted, he he's one of the wide receivers in the league that has a crazy catch radius, but. It is tough to see him in probably – well, I, I mean, I would think probably his last season, depending on how this season goes. I mean, I don't think they're going to be making the playoffs, so I wouldn't be shocked to see this be the last season for Larry Fitzgerald. Um, but the Seahawks did get the win, and just like everybody drew it up, Mike Davis, the running back, 101 yards and two touchdowns. Everybody had that planned, right? I, I think that he's one of those players that you might want to snag if you're – Hurting for a flex player to see how it goes. I'm gonna go I ahead. I mean, and... we have we have a deep, deep league. I, I, if he's on our free agency, I might snag him. He is on the free agency, and I'm gonna go ahead and put the kibosh on that. I don't want anything to do with this Seahawks backfield because to me, last week everybody wrote it down. It was set in stone. Chris Carson is their back moving forward. All of a sudden, he's scratched from the lineup, and Mike Davis, of all people, who wasn't even I think it was like third or fourth in the depth chart. Over, uh, jumps over Rashad Penny, who people had drafted Rashad Penny uh, in I fantasy football. Penny so I'm so mad. 
Yeah, all of a sudden, everyone's thinking Rashad Penny, this is his game, and Mike Davis gets 21 carries and for 101 yards and two touchdowns. He capitalized on it. And granted, if you're hurting at running back, sure, pick him up. But I promise you, if you start him next week thinking he's going to get you points, you're going to be disappointed. Um, but moving on, we can talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans Saints taking on the New York Giants. 33-18, to they took the victory there uh, in at the New York Giants. And to me, again, I'll say it every week, Eli Manning, I don't know, man. I don't, he's retired. I, I, it's sad. Hang it up. It, 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 there's so many weapons on this offense. You got Saquon Barkley. You got you got Odell Beckham. I don't know. It, it just it just Sterling Shepard to me is another good player. When he's healthy, Evan Ingram. This offense is stacked. But to me, Eli Manning is he's 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 done. Like he's he's just cooked. I think I think it's over for them. He wasn't good when he was good, and now that he's bad, he's really bad. That should about sum it up. On the other side, though, if Alvin Kamara is good when he's good, and he's good when he's bad, <laughs> so it's just it just always start Alvin Kamara. Obviously, another crazy game: 131 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and five receptions for 47 yards. This dude is unstoppable. And as a Mark Ingram owner, uh, I'm excited to see how they coexist again. I know they did it all last season, anyway. I think there's more than enough touches to go around for both of them. I think you're going to see a lot more Alvin Kamara, a lot less carries from Alvin Kamara, a lot more like slot um, lineups for Alvin Kamara. He's going to get a lot more receptions, and he and Michael Thomas are going to absolutely feast in the receiving department. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch. As an Alvin Kamara owner, I will be happy to see him feast in whatever way <laughs> earns me as many fantasy points as possible. Yes. Uh, all right, moving on. The San Francisco 49ers, uh, their first game without their boy Jimmy Garoppolo. They take an Jimmy L. Yeah, they take an L. Uh, 29-27, <laughs> the, the Los Angeles Chargers get the victory here. C.J. Bethard uh, comes in, throws for 298 and two touchdowns. Honestly, he had a better game than I thought he would have. Um, to me, C.J. Beathard looked bad all last season um, when he came in during, uh, obviously, spot starts. But uh, I think there might be a decent chance, especially as a George Kittle owner, I think there's a decent chance for this this to be a, at least a halfway decent offense. I mean, granted, if you have Marquise Goodwin or uh, Pierre Garçon, you might not be as pleased. But uh, from a big tight end, George Kittle, and uh, even Matt Matt Breida, I think, would be okay moving forward in this offense, but it is kind of a wasteland over there. Mm-hmm. How about the Chargers though? Looking pretty good. I I would sell my good. I would sell my soul for a Melvin Gordon. I absolutely would. I I love that guy. I had him last year. I uh, wasn't able to get him this year, but the dude is a tank. I I do have Austin Eckler, who oddly enough in fantasy uh, as a handcuff can coexist almost almost like a um a Mark Ingram and an Alvin Kamara. But, I mean, granted, uh, Eckler's no Alvin Kamara. But in that same dynamic, they both can coexist, and they are both startable while both healthy. And in the in the rare circumstance something goes on with Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler would skyrocket. I mean, you'd uh, be crazy RB1 numbers, I think, I, to me personally. But, again, we, we could see the Tevin Coleman effect where you know Gordon goes out, and then people realize they don't really have a run game, and they'll probably focus on him. But, anyway, I digress. I'm just babbling at this point. <laughs> Uh, moving on, the world, uh, future world champion uh, Baltimore Ravens beat the very awful Pittsburgh Steelers 26-14, to 14, and I'm just saying all that from personal. I mean, that's just me. Obviously, that's not what's really going to happen, but in my head, uh, the Ravens are going to win this division. I think it's not even going to be close, although actually the Bengals do look really good. 
The Steelers, though, just as I predicted, especially without Le'Veon Bell, it really wasn't a hard prediction. They are not a good football team. Their defense is butt cheeks, and their offense definitely stalled this game. I didn't. There wasn't much going on for uh, Roethlisberger. There definitely wasn't much going on for James Conner. Uh, I'd say they need a Le'Veon Bell, perhaps, back. Coming back in week seven, right, according to my sources. Your sources? Well, yeah. Look, I, I didn't sources. looking at on at the Ravens on paper preseason. I just didn't I just didn't see it. But this John Brown guy is uh, quite good at being a wide receiver. Um, he's been lighting up, I think, the last few weeks. And um, with with Lamar Jackson, did you see that crazy play uh, where they lined up Flacco wide and then it was going to be like a QB keep and they got like a Philly Philly or yeah, they're no, trying it to. A- it was like a wildcat almost, but with both quarterbacks on the field. It's kind of like what the Saints are doing with that Josh Hill guy, uh, with with Drew Brees and Josh Hill. But it, yeah, you're right. They they know Lamar Jackson is is the play is a playmaker, and they want to get him on the field somehow, but without offending Joe Flacco. So they're gonna they're gonna run all these weird like di- di- weird why it's not really wildcat because he is a quarterback, but he is a very talented athlete, and I think I think putting those wrinkles in. Um, is, is a different look. I think it's a pretty cool way to get Lamar Jackson acclimated to the NFL. Um, Alex Collins lost another fumble. Uh, it's your boy. He's, I, listen, I, I still think he's good, all right? And I don't think that – I think he's the best running back on the team I, by far, I, I think. I mean, Buck Allen is not a good running back. He's a good receiving back. He's more of like a Theo Riddick. But I think Alex Collins, I mean, granted, after the game, Harbaugh came out and said, yeah, I, I trust him. To, he said he trusts him to fix the issue. So I don't, I don't know. There seems to be a, a small boat of confidence for Alex Collins. But he did, he did get a fumble in this game, which is obviously disheartening for all those Alex. And then he, get a cut, he got a touchdown, too. He caught a touchdown. So if you're an Alex Collins owner, sell if you can. Don't sell him too short. I think in the future he's going to turn out to be halfway decent. But. Maybe that's just me. All right, and moving on to the... I think it is just you. It might just be me, yeah. I I don't know, mainly because I drafted him. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, the Monday night game, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs took on the Denver Broncos, and the Chiefs remain undefeated, even though the Broncos gave them a pretty decent run. Uh, Other than that 14... They had a 14... The Chiefs had a 14-point fourth quarter to come back and win this game. The Broncos looked like they they had a legit shot to take this this victory, but, uh, of course... Patrick Mahomes throws for another 300 yards. Only one touchdown this game. Kind of, kind of let off the uh, the pedal there with the normal. What is he averaging? Like five touchdowns a game. The guy was disgusting. But one but touchdown. He ran for one too. Oh, did he? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah I'm seeing that now. Holy crap! Yeah. Okay. So the dude's a touchdown he's, machine. He's, he's the future. He's amazing. See I, see, I look. I like Mahomes. I like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. But there's so much time for them to. Sh- crap the bed here at the end of the season they've got the jags they've got the Bengals, who te- seem to be pretty good they got the rams they got the ravens they got you know a whole bunch of these teams that they still got to face between now and the end of the season and i don't know i they just look they look really good right now we'll see how it goes you know they looked really good in the beginning of last season too yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're they're one of two undefeated teams left. Uh, the the Rams and the Chiefs are still undefeated, uh, and we got a question on our Facebook uh, Facebook page from a young man named Blake. Uh, way to go there, That's buddy! Blake. Thank you so much for the the question. But he wants to know: Will the Chiefs and the Rams remain undefeated moving into Week Five? 
And uh, it looks like the Rams are taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, I'm going to say the Rams have a very good shot at remaining undefeated this week. Uh, I think that's a very winnable game. The Seahawks, I, I feel so bad for Russell Wilson. He's got nothing out there, man. Like, they won't put a freaking weapon around him. Uh, granted, Doug Baldwin's around, but he barely wants to be there. It seemed well, like he they was- just got him back. Yeah, okay, he's back, but... I mean, he, he said he's never going to be 100% the entire season. Obviously, these players aren't 100%, but he's already kind of like halfway out the door. I think he might be like on retirement watch, honestly. He's not that old, but, I mean, it just doesn't sound like he's that into it anymore. Um, and but Tyler Lockett's Wait, been – Doug, we we're talking about Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin, he's he, old? He's not that old. I'm just saying I, I, think, he's, I think he's halfway out the door. The, the comments he was making preseason, uh, it just it didn't sound like somebody that wanted to play – much longer in the NFL. Um, he's 30 years old right now, but obviously, if he's gonna get, he's gonna keep cashing the paychecks. But they have young Tyler Lockett who looks good. But if they could go out and get somebody, maybe a baby Marshawn Lynch, you know what I mean? Or I, I don't know. It just seems like their offense is always missing something. Uh, Jimmy Graham's gone now, so there's really not much to be said there. The Rams, I think, will remain undefeated this week. I think that's an easy. Oh one. yeah. Uh, however, the Kansas City Chiefs. Our, our, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to Kansas City this week. The Jaguars versus Chiefs. It's like, what is that? The uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object. I think that's how you can describe this game. The Jags defense to me is, the Rams are really good. I think the Jags defense from top to bottom is the best is the best defense in the league. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch the Chiefs with all their weapons and Patrick Mahomes, who I think has yet to throw an interception this season, uh, go against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are probably excited for this matchup to go to Kansas City and hope to play spoils to the the undefeated streak that the Chiefs have right now. It'll be a yeah. game, especially if, if Ramsey gets a pick or something. I agree. I think that'll probably be one of the best games of the week, other than maybe uh, Vikings-Eagles. I think it'll be another great game to watch to see which of these teams is going to bounce back. And Yeah, wasn't this the yeah. NFC Championship game, Vikings-Eagles, last year? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be cool to watch them uh, match up. I, I I had said that the I think the Vikings are I think I picked them in the I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year. Granted, the Rams are the Rams are really scaring me. I thought the Vikings would be what the Rams are right now. The offense is there. I mean, Kirk Cousins is slinging the hell out of the ball. Uh, as once they get Dalvin Cook back and acclimated in the offense, the offense is going to be totally complete. It's just they got to lock, lock up the defensive side of the ball. But I think I think Vikings, Rams, Eagles are going to be the top three teams moving into the playoffs that are going to be sl- slobber knocking it out. So this could be this could be an NFC Championship preview again. Um, so that will be a good game to watch coming up this weekend. Any other good ones out there? I mean, I, I'm always down for a, a Cleveland Browns game. Baker Mayfield it makes the Browns. I'm not kidding. I'm not, yeah, Ravens Browns will be interesting. He makes he makes the Browns watchable to me, and I I don't know. I think it's fun to watch the Browns anyway. And up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are playing very well, I think it's going to be a, a better game than most people might think. So How that's about those Cowboys and Texans. Showdown the, the battle for Texas. Oh boy. Oh yeah, that'll be a horrible game to watch, but I'm going to watch. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, that that that's gonna be probably not the game I tune into. I I'm gonna, <laughs> I think it's Sunday night too. So oh boy, to good. I'll fall asleep to that one. I think uh, <laughs> I think Deshaun Watson throws for over 400 yards and uh, and the Texans win 30 to uh, I don't know 10. I wouldn't even give us 10 points. No, really? I think, I Come think, on. I think we win 3-0. 
Oh, three okay. nothing. Mm-hmm. I think our defense is good. Our offense is putrid, but I think the defense holds up. Shut oh out. boy! All right. Well, that's that's one way to put it. I hot guess. Hot take. Hot take. That is indeed a hot take. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, as a Packers fan, I got to see what they're up to. Uh, going to Detroit to take on the Lions. I'm hoping for lots of scoring in this one as a Packers fan, and and I own way too much of the Packers offense in fantasy. So I'd love to see them pick it up and just just go gung ho against the Detroit Lions. However, uh, I think Carryon Johnson's probably going to eat us alive, running running the ball down our throat. Um, and Golden Tate, it seems like every single time we play him, he he just slaughters us. And I hate to see it because he's the one that did that. Um, he's the one that caught that fake touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks that one time. Touchdown. I hated that. Oh, my God. Replacement refs. Oh, man. I hope that you're. Was, that was awesome. Uh, made me I sick. Every minute of it. Uh, what are the Jets up to this week, JJ? What's going on with them? They play the Broncos. Um, and. It'll be the battle of the inept offenses versus the kind of good defenses. Yeah, um, I don't. They don't get mad at me, but I think I'd rather have the Broncos' offense. I mean, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, Phil, that Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman both look really good at running back, and I think it has something to do with the fact that their offensive line are just—they're just beasts. I think their offensive line is one of the best in the league. That people aren't talking about it enough. Yeah. Jets Jets run defense is actually pretty good, um, but yeah, I, we'll see how it goes. I, I, for me, I, I kind of have the Broncos winning it, but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Jeremy Bates and uh, Todd Bowles decide to not just throw screens and you know inside runs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're looking forward to see it. Obviously, however, Week Five shapes out, we're gonna do our picks. I'll have those up probably sometime a little bit later this week. Definitely before the Thursday night games. So. Uh, be on the lookout for those at the uh, thechunkpod.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, definitely if you find us on Facebook, it's you want to search at the Chunk Pod. Feel free to give us a like, give us a follow. Um, there'll be more stuff to come. Obviously, I, I mean, we've been a little football crazy lately. I mean, it's, it's the hot topic. It's one of our favorite times of the year, fantasy football uh, and NFL football. Just talking about it is it's, it's fun to do. It's easy to do. And I'm loving the fact that on Sunday, you just hunker down, watch some good football, and even if it's you know, even if your team doesn't win, if you have NFL Red Zone and you're playing fantasy football, it it makes it for a decent little Sunday. So thanks for listening this week. Uh, JJ will obviously be back next week. And uh, co- by the way, congratulations on getting married. Uh, I know that happened over the weekend for you, and uh, I got to I got to ask, how does it feel, man? Um, it's it's been a really good four days, um, <laughs> and. Uh, I think it's gonna be. You think you can go another good. four days? I think I, I think I can. Oh. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I'll tell you a little bit more about it next week. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, way to go. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, the Jets can win it for you. I know you want. You got on the weekend. The same weekend, you got both married and a pretty decent fantasy football win. So I think things are on the up and up for you. Maybe the Jets can pull it off up against the Broncos this weekend. So I'll be rooting for them for you. Just just for you, okay? All right, just for me. All right, man. Thanks you for listening. Uh, it's a Chunk Podcast. Uh, we'll be moving on. Obviously, this I think later this week we'll be recording something else. I mean, we've been a little football heavy, like I said, so we'll be going back over to the entertainment and the gaming department. A lot of things we haven't hit yet. But uh, keep listening. Give us a follow. And uh, thanks for listening to this one. See yeah. ya.